All right, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to our fifth installment of our virtual legislative briefing series. My name is Spencer Tuma. I'm Director of National Legislative Programs at Missouri Farm Bureau. We're really thankful for all of you who are joining us here today. We're really excited about the panel we have for today's program. In just a minute, I'll turn it over to Missouri Farm Bureau President Garrett Hawkins to introduce our special guests, Senator Mike Bernsketter, Representative Don Roan, and Missouri Farm Bureau's Senior Director of Marketing and Commodities, Kelly Smith. We are very thankful to our special guests for joining us today, and we know that there's a very, very full agenda today over at the Missouri Capitol. Uh, so please bear with us as we work through the agenda and make sure that our special guests can join us. In a moment, like I said, I'll turn it over to President Hawkins, but first, uh, we do want you to have the opportunity to ask questions of our legislators and of our Missouri Farm Bureau legislative team. You can do that one of two ways. If you're joining us today via Zoom, you can type your question into the Q&A box, which should be at the bottom of your screen, or use the chat feature. If you're joining us live on Facebook, please feel free to type your questions in the comments. Feel free to submit those questions early and often so we can have them ready to go and, and be sure we get to your question before the end of our time today. With that, I will um, turn it over to Missouri Farm Bureau President Garrett Hawkins. Garrett? Thank you, Spencer, and welcome everyone. And thank you for tuning in again. And, and certainly this has been a, a, a fun time to be able to at least come to you virtually and help provide timely updates. This week, we're excited to, to put a little bit more focus on, on state issues. Uh, before I um, welcome our first guest, though, I, I do want to give a special shout out. Um, I'm sure members of our state board of directors are on today. Uh, we wrapped up our two-day board meeting uh, earlier this week and were able to cover a, a lot of issues, state, federal, and, and talk a lot about what your organization uh, has going on. So just want to give a special thank you to them for the time that they took away from their farms uh, to, to be with us. But again, we're going to put a special emphasis on, on state issues today. Uh, our first guest uh, that we are going to be uh, joined by is Senator Mike Bernsketter here from Central Missouri. Um, Mike, uh, as you know, uh, Senator Bernsketter uh, is certainly a friend to agriculture. Uh, he has carried and shown tremendous courage uh, during his time of being willing to, to tackle tough issues. So uh, we are we are excited to, to welcome him on here in a few minutes. Uh, he's going to welcome us from his office in the Capitol. Uh, in the meantime, though, I'll, I'll just make note that uh, uh, there is a lot going on. You probably see the headlines today uh, that the Biden administration is rolling out their infrastructure package. Um, Spencer, I know, is spending time digging into it to, to figure out what exactly the plan is, uh, aside from, from just a core infrastructure emphasis. It seems like this, this package will, will have a lot to it and probably uh, some emphasis uh, when it comes to the climate change agenda for, for the administration. So, uh, so be watching for that. And may, most certainly, if you have any, any thoughts, make sure to put them in the chat box so that maybe Spencer, Spencer can tackle them. So, I'm waiting, looking to see if the Senator has joined us yet. Okay, if not, um, you know what, Kelly, you're on. Alrighty. Thanks, Garrett. I'd like to take a few minutes to share some exciting news that Farm Bureau has in regards to the black vulture problem that our livestock producers are, have experienced the last few years. 
The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has expanded a pilot program that allows State Farm Bureaus or any other organization that applies for these, uh, but allows them to start a livestock protection depredation subpermit program uh, in their state under the authorization and direction uh, of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. We're happy that a week ago, Wednesday, uh, we kicked out our program to livestock producers across the state. So if you are a livestock producer and having problems uh, with black vultures, how do you apply for uh, a sub-permit? Uh, basically, you would do that by contacting Missouri Farm Bureau uh, here at our home office, uh, can contact me directly uh, with that. Um, we have an application form that we will send you to fill out uh, that includes your basic contact information. Because we are limited to the number of takes in our statewide permit that U.S. Fish and Wildlife has given us, there is a scoring mechanism for each application in regards to uh, black vulture takes and the number that you are qualified to, to get if you are approved with that. So we would ask you to fill that form out in its entirety and email it back to us. One of the things that we wanted to do was to be able to speed up the process of this. So if you were having issues, uh, we could speed the process up and be more time efficient. So everything that we are going to do is going to be done by email and emailing you the application. You will be emailing us back and then we will submit if you qualify and are approved with that. The, there is no permit fee for uh, this. Farm Bureau has paid the statewide depredation permit fee to U.S. Fish and Wildlife with that. Uh, you will be allowed up to three, depending upon the problem uh, that you are having. The permit is only good on property that you own and or lease uh, that you have livestock on. You cannot go to a neighbor's property uh, and kill a black vulture if they're having an issue. It's only good for you uh, and your property that you rent or lease for livestock production with that. It's a pretty simple process. So if you're having issues, please get a hold of us, share the news with other livestock producers that are having problems uh, with that. And I will be available for questions uh, later in the program. Well, thank you, Kelly, and uh, we'll hold questions uh, for the end, but you can go ahead and type them in the, in the chat box. We're now joined by our Senate Ag Committee Chairman, Mr. Burnsketter. Thanks for joining us. You got a little bit of a black vulture update uh, while you're waiting to get to get queued in, sir. So please love to hear an update on what's going on at the Capitol. Can you unmute? All right, now can you hear me? There we go. All right, I'm a little uh, computer challenged. Uh, so one of the things we've been working on this year, well, have for several years, is the eminent domain. Um, well, sometimes uh, I think, you know, eminent domain is a necessary evil. Um, you know, at the projects like the Grain Belt Express are a misuse of eminent domain, I feel. Uh, the government cannot be allowed to help private companies uh, forcibly take land from private citizens. Uh, we've been fighting back on this for several years to protect private property rights, and we will continue to fight uh, eminent domain 
and until it's only used as a last resort. Uh, another thing we've been working on for the last couple of years is biodiesel. This is an important measure to toward protecting our farmers from fickle international markets and securing our country uh, from dependence on foreign oil. Um, it also has an added benefit of being good for the environment. And we're working hard to get uh, biodiesel across the finish line this year. I think we've made some uh, the some good compromises, and I think we're going to be in pretty good shape to get that across the finish line. And uh, pesticide training, I sponsored legislation uh, for the pesticide training bill. Um, it's a comprehensive update on uh, brings our application laws in line with current EPA uh, requirements. And app, uh, pesticide application is critical to Missouri as an and as an exterminator. It's a major issue for me that we. Uh, keep oversight of pesticide program here in the state, uh, as opposed to the EPA uh, giving our giving us the standards from DC. Those are some of the things we've been working on, as well as transportation funding. Uh, we actually voted on that in the Senate and got across uh, the Senate, um, and so now it's over on the House side. And we've also got some um, Senate Bill 108. Senator Serpoy got some language on uh, broadband. Hopefully some communities can band together and get some funding to, uh, to set up broadband in some of these rural communities. Those are some of the things we've been working on. Well, Senator, you've certainly, uh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> as you think yeah. of home construction session. What do you think, I mean, outside of the, the bills that you've talked about, what do you think is really going to, to really rise and, and take up a lot of time? Well, we've been talking a lot about, um, I mean, almost everything pertains to COVID anymore. Um, and one of the things we've been talking about is some of these health departments, you know, shutting down businesses and, and uh, the mask mandates and, the, and, and also uh, just, you know, just like the, the Cardinals or the Royals, you're only going to have a 20% capacity in our stadiums. And, uh, most businesses just can't operate with a 25 or 50% capacity. So uh, the health ordinances is one thing we're going to be talking about. Um, a big thing this year is also the, uh, the video lottery terminals. Uh, that's one of the things that we've been talking a lot about. Um, uh, what else we've been talking about? Those are some of the some of the things that take up a lot of time. Education reform, education reform is always a, a, a contentious issue that uh, um, we discuss every year. Those are some of the things that that take up a lot of time and spend the late, a lot of late nights at the Capitol over. Yeah. Well, if you didn't catch uh, all of the previous speaker when you joined, uh, I. Maybe you've heard that that Missouri Farm Bureau has stepped up to try to help with the black vulture problem. And so we actually um, are working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and, and USDA. Um, and we now hold a, a permit, a statewide permit, and we're allowed to to sub permit to livestock producers who are having trouble. So we stepped up as a way at uh, it's a way to 
to maybe cut some red tape for our livestock producers, as well as streamline a process so that they can address the issue. And I know it's something that's come up uh, in the halls of the Capitol, and we're pleased to maybe provide an out-of-the-box solution, so to speak, um, for producers. So if you if you miss some of that, that's that's one of the items that's on our list that we're working. No, on. that's great. You know, being like I said, being in the pest control industry, I know some of our members do that kind of stuff. And I know it's a big issue. And, and we were fishing at Bennett Springs a couple of years ago. And I mean, the black vultures at Bennett Springs was just incredible. So something needs to be done. And I know, like you said, with the Bennett Springs, but also the cattle, um, um, they do need to be stopped. That's right. So, well, before you drop off, you, you open the door here because baseball's on your mind since spring is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't put you on the spot, Cardinals versus Royals, but uh, do you have a great baseball memory you want to share with the group? Well, I mean, I just remember not as far as Cardinals and Royals, but, you know, just getting outside and, and watching the kids play. That's what I love about the summer is, uh, you know, my grandkids are starting to play now and and uh, watching, you know, I got to play when I was a kid and my brothers play. So just being outside and, and doing what kids do, that's the best part about this time of the year. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Mr. Chairman, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate Thanks for it. having me. Thanks for all yeah. that you're doing and look forward to seeing you in the Capitol. All right. I look forward to seeing you and everybody's on the phone call is welcome. We're not shut down like DC. I know I talked to Congressman Luke tomorrow the other day and you can't even get in the Capitol, but everybody's welcome to come to the state Capitol if you, if you want to do that. All right. Thanks, Garrett. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, bye. Bye. All right. Next, we are joined by our distinguished uh, friend, Mr. Don Roan, uh, State Representative Don Roan, uh, who chairs the Ag Policy Committee in the in the Missouri House of Representatives. Uh, Mr. Roan has long been uh, involved in agriculture and certainly a true friend and spokesman for agriculture. So, certainly glad to have him on to to give us a a post spring break report and what's on his mind. So, so Mr. Roan, are you with us? There you go. Yeah, I, I'm like uh, the senator. I'm a little bit short on my uh, tech uh, facilities, but uh, welcome. Uh, I can give you an update. We're, we're basically doing the same thing that the Senate is doing, but I think we might be a little bit further ahead eminent domain has passed over here and it's now in the Commerce Department over in the Senate. Uh, Biodiesel passed yesterday uh, uh, with an 88 to 40 vote, so it's on its way. Pesticide training is in rules and I'm waiting on it to uh, emerge from rules, which I think it will do today. And if it does, we'll get on the floor with pesticide training. The other thing that we're working on over here are our ag tax credits that are to go out at the end of this year. There's four of them, new generation, ag products, meat processing and value added, and ethanol. There's five of them and we're putting those to in on everything that we can find to make sure that those 
tax credits are, they don't uh, stop at the end of this year because the return on investment of these are some of the best return on investments that the state has in tax credits. The other things that we're working on are, uh, let's see, that's about, that's, that's an armload right there for what we're trying to do. We're, we're progressing pretty good. We're progressing pretty good. I'll open it up to anybody who's got any specific questions about what we're doing today. Is budget day. We're third reading the budget, and right now they're on budget 10, and that's taken a while because that's Medicare expansion. Well, we'll, uh, Representative Rome, we'll see if any questions come into the chat box. And then uh, I do want to give you a personal thank you. As you, as you mentioned, the budget, uh, I always think of you and the work that you do to protect uh, the agriculture budget, the budget for the Missouri Department of Agriculture. And you talk about MASBA, that's one of the priorities for the department. You think about all the other ways that the department serves and protects uh, not just farmers, but consumers in the state. And just thank you for always working uh, to make sure that the department has the resources it needs to serve all of us. Um, the, if you look at how we fund our Department of Ag and how the other states, our, uh, our Department of Ag gets very little money from the GR. It's mainly uh, uh, funded by fees and really they do a great job over there with no more GR money than they do receive from the state. I've always, I've been up here seven years now and ever since day one I've always said that uh, the number one industry in the state gets probably the less amount of money from GR as far as what we give back as an industry to the state. And I'm, I'm constantly working trying to get more money for the department. Well, we thank you, uh, Farm Bureau and all the ag groups, we thank you. And I guess as you think towards the end of uh, session, um, what do you think is going to take up the most time over the next few weeks? Or are there some items that are on your mind? The main thing that we've got to do is the tax credits. That's critical because we've got to get those that sunshine extended to 25 and to 27. The second thing we need to do, and they're equally important, is eminent domain. And me being a farmer, I fully understand the importance of that, and again, eminent and uh, biodiesel. Me being a soybean grower, I'm I'm very very supportive of that. I guess I've worked as hard on biodiesel as anything that I've ever done up here, and <clears throat> it was a tight vote, but we got it done yesterday. And those are the main things that we've got to get done this year. We've got to get those three things across the finish line. Eminent Domain has been up here now three years. Biodiesel has been up here two years. It's time to, it's time for us to get those things across the finish line and let the governor sign Representative Rome, we've had a question about asking about the status of House Bill 975. 975. Uh, it's clear. 
what what bill is nine seventy five? I'm 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 looking here too to see if BJ can uh, remind me which one that is. Hey Garrett, this is Spencer. Sorry, BJ was in helping me, but it's right to repair. Oh, right to repair. Okay. Yep. Right to repair. I will be checking out nine nine seventy five next week, next Tuesday. We're having a our meeting is usually at eight in the morning, but we're going to come in at one thirty. And I will be exacting 975 out uh, next week. Okay. We'll take a vote on it next week. All right. I'm looking to see if there are any other questions specific for you, Mr. Don. I will. I will tell you this for your listeners. Uh, we had a meeting and. Everybody knows I'm partial to the Delta Center down at Portageville, and, and we have really gotten some good commitments out of the uh, out of the uh, out of uh, the Mizzou uh, and uh, President Moon Choi over there, and I think we're going to really be pleased with how we update and bring the Delta Center back to what it used to be when I was a young farmer down there and everybody used the resources down there. I think I think everybody will be well pleased with that's been a long time coming and a lot of work. Well I, I appreciate being able to be at the table on behalf of Farm Bureau and certainly thank you and Senator Bean. Uh, for working with the university to pull that together. It was a great discussion. Um, and certainly I'm encouraged by uh, ideas and the, the progress that appears coming um, uh, for what is such an important experiment station and for not just the Delta, but really all of Missouri. It, it'll affect all of us because we do more than just boot hill work. We do work for all over the United States. That's right. Well, Representative Roan, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, look forward to being the capital in the day. Well, I will open it up just like the Senator did. We're open for business and it's kind of good to see people walk in the halls now and it's good to see some of the children are back to, to the capital. That's, you know, I'm a grandpa and, and I just love those children in the hallways and it just makes this place better and, and I'm hoping in the next uh, 12 months that we're back to normal, that we have the fourth graders back and halls full of kids. So we're open for business. Well, thank you and thank you for all you do for agriculture every day. Thank y'all. Y'all have a nice day. All right, you too. All right, at this time, uh, I do want to ask uh, Marketing and Commodities Director Kelly Smith if there's anything else that he wants to, to add about uh, Missouri Farm Bureau's cooperative efforts on, on black vultures. Uh, Kelly, is there anything to add? Hey, Kelly, I'm trying to unmute you, but I think you're still muted. Sorry about that. I can tell you're really excited about the oh. program, and I couldn't yeah. hear a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, we're, uh, we are excited about it. Uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services and USDA APHIS Wildlife uh, have been good partners so far to work with us. They've been very helpful uh, in answering our questions and uh, getting the program up and rolling. So uh, we have actually issued our first permit uh, for the uh, depredation sub-permit uh, this week. So we're okay. all running. Great job. And just say, you know, this is yet another way that we can not only help Missouri Farm Bureau members, but all livestock producers in the state. And, you know, it's one of those things that uh, here, uh, sometimes we say other duties as assigned and Kelly raised his hand and was uh, very willing to, to help take on this issue uh, for the benefit of our industry. So, so thank you, Kelly. And BJ, we have had a question come in that I think you want to tackle uh, on open fields. So why don't you give us an update? Yes, <clears throat> the open fields doctrine um, and private property rights related to is an issue that came up to us this summer um, related to some livestock issues out of Tennessee. I believe the cases were kind of brought attention to it, it kind of hit fire on social media and came to our members talking about the need for a search warrant to go on private property. And Senator Rowden filed a bill um, to that end um, and got a lot of attention, I'll, I'll say honestly, from, from some of the uh, law enforcement agencies and said, you know, what, what's going on here? Um, they have come to a compromise um, to put some reasonable restrictions on the use of cell phone cam uh, of cameras on private property. Um, now, this probably I wouldn't label it as a 100 percent win. Even when I testified on the bill just a couple weeks ago, I said uh, we would like to see it go a little further. Uh, but this would put into law some additional restrictions on the use of, of cameras on private properties by law enforcement. And this is specifically to the Department of Conservation, that their agents would have to have um, approval from their highest ranking official. Um, so that would protect against a rogue agent or one individual going out and make this decision. So the department themselves would have to be aware that it's going on and, and think that it was worthy of that type of surveillance. Um, and also um, that those cameras have, if they were placed on private, have to be aimed towards public property. And, and so that compromise language appears to be moving. It was actually included on a bill um, that was a um, ended up being debated on the House on the Senate floor this week. Um, and, and, and today, or actually, sorry, yesterday, my days run together once the, once the calendar hits April, but just yesterday was voted out of the House committee. Um, so although I would say we, as Missouri Farm Bureau members, would like to see it go further than just dealing with the camera issue, um, I think it is a, it's, a, it's a win that we can agree to and then work towards bigger in the future. It does look like that's got positive momentum and that the legislature will look to address that. Like I said, it's not all the way, but there are some additional restrictions and it does codify some of what conservation is doing while at the same time not allowing them to change their rules um, in, at any given time. This would be codified into law, which is clearly stronger than just a department rule. So we appreciate what's going on. We'll continue to work for more in the future, uh, but happy with where we're seeing some positive movement. Good. Thank you, BJ. Uh, I want to go back and revisit an issue that came up uh, on a previous VLBS. Uh, I believe it was uh, session number four that Leslie Holloway gave an update on all things climate in terms of the Biden administration's approach and all of government approach to addressing climate change. Uh, 
State Farm Bureau presidents recently had the chance to have a conversation with Agriculture Secretary Vilsack, and I was able to, to ask him a specific question on 30 by 30 uh, that is being talked about as, as a part of, um, I guess you'd say, land conservation and tying that back into the climate change agenda. The response that we got from Secretary Vilsack is that 30 by 30 is essentially, from his perspective, a way to take into account or he wants to better quantify all the acres that are already enrolled in USDA conservation programs. So uh, in essence, he, he was trying to try to provide some reassurance that it, it's not something that's maybe a huge new program, but it may be a way to, to better take credit for all of the conservation that's already happening uh, today. And certainly I would welcome Leslie a chance to to weigh in or, or fill any gaps there. But I wanted our members on here to know that that we on your behalf did have the chance to, to bring up that issue with Secretary Vilsack. So Leslie, is there anything that I missed on that one? Uh, no, Garrett. Um, I, I think that's exactly what we heard. I would just uh, add that we are putting together written comments for um, Missouri Farm Bureau to submit to USDA. They have opened a, a formal comment period on several questions related to 3030, as well as some of the other climate-related goals. So we will definitely be weighing in for the record on all those issues. And Leslie, real quick, where can members find those questions if they want to submit uh, individual comments to? Sure. Um, it's in the Federal Register, and it's not necessarily easy to find that way. But if you Google USDA climate change, I'm sure that it will come up uh, online that way. We also included a uh, link to some of those questions in the one of the recent issues of the weekly newsletter. And if you want to contact me directly, I'd certainly be happy to forward that information as well. Okay, thank you. Garrett, I would just add that if you haven't received the newsletter before and you're wanting to sign up, you can go to mofb.org slash newsletter. Um, I'm sure Leslie would be happy to include those links again and we'll be sending the next round of that out on Monday. Okay, so Spencer, before you mute though, uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about? I know you're starting to, to pour into the whole notion of a new infrastructure package. Do you want to tease some issues that you're hearing about? Sure. I'd be, I guess I don't know that I um, would be glad to tease these issues because some of them are a bit alarming, but um, I'll give it a shot. So yesterday, many of you probably saw in the news that President Biden did release some kind of details or a framework, if you want to call it that, of what he's calling the American jobs plan, which is a large, very comprehensive infrastructure package uh, that he intends to propose to Congress and, and with the intention of moving that forward. There's a lot of things included in that proposal. It's even larger than the stimulus bill that was just passed. Uh, and it covers everything from funding to state and local governments all the way to roads, bridges, and broadband. Um, a lot of things, you know, we, we recognize in rural Missouri that our infrastructure does need some help, uh, but there's certainly a lot of questions about what is actually going to go into the nuts and bolts of the eventual legislation. One thing we've heard a lot about and that's something that's very concerning for Farm Bureau is the elimination of stepped up basis and the lowering of the threshold for the estate tax to pay for some of these initiatives that the Biden administration is proposing. I know the Garrett that that's come up on a couple of previous sessions. So we are working through 
a, a full court press, if you will, on estate taxes and stepped up basis. Um, and we're going to hear a lot about that over the next couple of weeks. This is a very interesting legislative situation because, as was done with the stimulus bill, we are being told that Congress intends to move this infrastructure plan through a process called budget reconciliation, which can only be done once per fiscal year. So the stimulus bill was moved through the fiscal year 2021 reconciliation process. As many of you know, Congress normally tries to work a year ahead with budgets. And so we're already talking about fiscal year 2022. If they are able to use that process, that means that just like the stimulus bill, this will only need to garner 51 votes in the Senate in order to pass. So uh, this is a very, very important issue for Farm Bureau. We're working very hard with our colleagues in other states. I know Garrett's talked with other state presidents. Uh, we're communicating with AFBF very frequently on this issue. Um, I think a lot of details are still to come. The framework has been released, but bill text has not been filed. Uh, but I anticipate over the coming days and weeks, we're, we're going to hear a lot more about these issues and, and it's going to be ramping up quite a bit. So as always, if, if you hear something, just give us a call, give us a heads up. Uh, we're trying to monitor everything that comes across our desks, but with legislation this size, we seems seems like there's always some things in there that you can't quite catch. So if you do hear something, please don't hesitate to reach back out to us. Thanks, Spencer. BJ, is there anything else that you'd like to pick up that we haven't maybe necessarily covered uh, that you want to? No, um, honestly, the, the two legislators, and we want to really thank them again for joining us. They did a great job of kind of covering where our top of the line issues are. Um, the biggest news that I don't think Representative Rome covered is while he was coming to join us, the House was wrapping up their version of the budget. Um, so that was big news and a lot of work done by the House today. Um, <clears throat> so they're finishing that up and that will proceed to the Senate. There's a few changes Missouri Farm Bureau will be looking to make when it gets to the Senate as we look towards our priorities of the Department of Agriculture, private pesticide applicator training, as well as infrastructure relating to broadband. So we'll be looking at those things as we proceed through the process. Um, but other than that, I think the two did a really good job of wrapping up where we stand as of right now. Um, big issues, still talking about transportation funding, initiative petition reform, eminent domain being top of the line. Um, a lot of things to go here as we look at five or six weeks left in session. Well, we always say there's not a loss of work to do here at uh, Missouri Farm Bureau. Leslie, is there anything you want to wrap up with as well? No, thank you. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, it's, it's great to join you virtually again. Uh, it's great to have this warmer weather. Uh, hopefully everyone's drying out and uh, yeah, it's a great time. I hope you have a, a wonderful uh, remainder of the week and weekend and we will see you on the next virtual legislative briefing. Take care. Thank you.